Welcome to The Take, where I sit down with filmmakers, actors, and world-class raconteers, and we talk about story, life in the biz, and what it all means. Today I sit down with actor, writer-director, James Morosini. James is an actor who has taken his career into his own hands. He recently wrote, directed, produced, and edited a feature film called Three Something. I recently had the pleasure of watching Three Something, and I gotta say, it is absolutely hilarious. James is also in a bunch of TV shows, most recently nine episodes of the YouTube Red series Foursome, Lethal Weapon, American Horror Story, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Criminal Minds, as well as talking about his upcoming projects. James and I get into talking about what it's like to really be an actor in Los Angeles and what you can do to enjoy the ride as you build your resume. I had a blast catching up with James and hearing about his process of making his film. I hope you enjoy this conversation with James Morosini. We just had a good icebreaker. My uh, James, you came over. You helped me fix the audio a little on the podcast. We're going now? We're going now. We can start. We can start now. <laughs> okay. I like, well, the idea of, I like the idea of our rapport just immediately getting super weird. The second, <laughs> yeah, the second just, we start rolling. Just deep dive right yeah, away. Yeah, I, I start getting all awkward. <laughs> yeah, <usually. laughs> so James, you want you want to talk into the mic. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just like this? Yeah, just kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah, and then people can hear it, and it's really nice. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Welcome to the podcast, James. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming by. I'm really flattered you asked me to do yeah, it. Yeah, man. I've been you. I've been wanting to reach out to you for uh, since I started it, and then it, it got to the point where I was, I got a few people under uh, on the podcast, and it was time to reach out to you. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, man. But uh, look, we we've known each other for a while. Yeah, since since early college. Since. Early college. Yeah. I can't quite remember the the initial. We met through uh, Haley. Was it through Haley? I actually don't know. Who, I don't oh, know. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. That's just a which, made-up name. Which I'm Haley you. are you referring to? Uh, Haley Winters. Oh, when I she, don't when think she, so. No, I think I think uh, I think it was from UCB. We did that sketch class together. That yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. We did the the sketch writing class. Yeah. Right. Um. Like uh, near Fairfax, right there. Yeah, I remember. I I was doing the class Spencer. Horton and I had yes. signed up together okay. and then he knew you in the class. And I remember being kind of intimidated by you because you were, you were like another person that he knew that I didn't know. And I was just immediately scared that I was going to get like left out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, like, you, like you guys were going to be like hitting it off. That's and I so was funny. Gonna, and I remember feeling like, Kind of like, oh no, is this guy gonna, <laughs> you gonna swoop? It's like you pick swoop a, in and steal my friend. Your friend, yeah. You pick like a buddy to do a class yeah, with. You're like yeah, he's my like safety net. Yeah, I come yeah. and I'm like my safety net. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I just ran into Spencer not too long ago. He just started a a company where they're doing. Um, I guess they're doing a lot of music videos. Yeah, he and I just spoke on the phone a couple like a week or two ago. Okay, nice. After after yeah. Really like Spencer. Yeah, um, Spencer's great. And then, and then, should we give even more backstory about our our friendship? Yeah. So I don't know if you want to do this, or I could. But uh, so we did that. We did that class. Yeah. And then we like hung out a little bit. We were trying to figure out like if we should make something together. Yeah, yeah. We never really did. And then 
uh, and then I was doing a play. <laughs> yes. And I needed, and I needed an understudy. Yeah. And you came on. That was yeah. awesome. Well, it was awesome how that how that happened because you were in the play Wake and Sing by Clifford Odets at yeah. the Odyssey, and I came to see it. Yeah. And I came to see it, and when I was there, I actually you introduced me to the director, and then when they brought the play back. And you were going to have a, what TV show were you having to go on? I think it was American Horror Story. American Horror Story. And I know that uh, it was like through meeting the director by coming to see your play that then she, you guys remembered me. Yeah. To come like, oh. I was like, Jacob could do it. Yeah. 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 That was a, and that was a great experience. I'm so glad that I got a. That was really cool. Yeah. It's funny that we both, both played Ralph. I know. Right. I know. Yeah. How how many times did you go up? I went up. Uh, what did I go up? Three times. Cool. Three times maybe. It's yeah. amazing, dude. You put in so much work for like that. That's amazing. For not for for a little slice. Yeah, I know, but it felt. So, what was that like? It felt. You know that play. You know, it's about a uh, a Jewish family uh, in the depression. And there's a lot of, I just, a lot of it connected with me. Yeah. Because, you know, I didn't grow up in the Depression, but I grew up in a, in a Jewish family that yeah. bickered a lot at the dinner table. And it just, there were certain elements in that that kind of immediately related to me. And I felt like I really needed to do this play and wanted to like, uh, not only like was I, I knew like I was able to do it, but like just really wanted to do it. And it was such a great cast and director and I was I was so happy to come in and be a part of that. It's such a weird thing because it's you don't get paid any money. For, you got, for you do get a little seat. check, right? You get a check for like twenty dollars. Yeah, maybe it was like which it, is it was honestly a, like why even do it? It was like, one of those checks that has the cents in it. You know, it's like sure, it's like sixteen sure. fifty cents. Yeah. And like, whenever you're getting a check that has a decimal, it's not it's not usually a very good yeah, check. But it's crazy because there there are all these like veteran actors yeah. doing it. For pretty much no money. Nothing. Yeah, Richard Fancy. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun to work. It's fun to work with. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was an awesome experience. But I we haven't really talked that much since then. That no, was a few right? Years ago. Yeah, I feel like since then you've been on like a directing tear. Yeah. I feel like all of a sudden, I feel like when we were doing that play, I don't know if you were were you really a direct? Were you would you have considered yourself a director at that point? I mean. More or less, I was doing like a lot of these sh- little, I did like a bunch of these little shorts and I used a lot of the people from that cast. Now, is that, this is me? Was that, what was that? It was called Single Minded. Single Minded. Yeah. That, yeah. And so I, so I did a bunch of those and then I, and then I just kept making stuff after that. Okay. Yeah. Cause you yeah. kind of, it kind of just, all of a sudden I was, I've just been watching and you were just like taken off That's so funny. with it. Right. Cause yeah. I, yeah, there was the, uh, the, uh, the short film with dust dusted. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, I think that was one of the first ones I saw that you did. And then, uh, like, Game Night with all the USC friends. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you're writing and directing and made a feature film. Yeah. 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 So what what was the kind of beginning to why you took that on? I think just, like, general restlessness, man. Yeah. Just being like, what do I, how do I... Like I'm calling myself an actor and a, and a filmmaker, and like, what am I? How do I do that? Like, what? I I've always liked movies, and I and I was like, I I just felt like I needed some direction, 
I don't know about you, but it feels like uh, it's really easy to just, because there's no structure when you're an actor, when mm-hmm. you're not working, it's really easy to just like have days start rolling by and yeah. you're, you're not really doing that much yeah. or, or you're like just kind of, you're a little aimless. And so to have the goal of uh, like, I'm going to do this movie, I guess is really, uh, it was kind of a lifesaver for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I was, it was more of an experiment than anything. I was like, I'm going to make a f- full feature and I'm going to kind of just figure it out as I go. And I, and I was okay with it being whatever quality it, it turned out to be. I, I really just wanted to understand the process. And then once we got into making it, then we started actually wanting to make it good. I'm sure. Yeah. At first it was just like, let's, well, that might be a good way to, to do something. Cause if you were from the get go, so afraid of, Sure. Trying to make it great, you might never start. Yeah, that's kind of the zone I'm in now, where where I just I'm like I'm I'm like I really want the next thing I jump into making I really want it at the script level to be really fleshed out. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that especially at making stuff at the level that we can make in the immediate future, where it's not for a ton of money, you have a lot less control over the variables that actually make it into the film in terms okay. of like what kind of cast you want or the locations you sure. want. So, so it's important to have flexibility around some of that stuff. So when it's, when you're so focused on the script at such an early stage, if you intend to independently produce it, it can be a little bit of a waste of time I've found because you're focusing on particulars that you might change anyways, that you might change anyways yeah. or, or that might not fit the available resources that you're going to incorporate. Okay. That makes sense. You know, I, I mean, I guess from a structural level, it's worth diving into the character and arcs and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. The stuff that is going to be fairly consistent, no matter who's playing the part or where you shoot it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like what you're trying to say with it. I, I find that's really important to craft yeah. at the front end of it. Um, I feel like a lot of people get, um, you know, they make, there's, you know, a lot more people obviously that make short films than make feature films. Yeah. And I feel like there's a, this idea that they'll make short films and then somehow out of a rainbow, they'll get funding to make their feature film. Sure. Yeah. But you just went and made the feature film. Yeah. I'd made a bunch of shorts and, and yeah. And then there were filmmakers that I had just listened to over the years, like Joe Swanberg or. The Duplass brothers mm-hmm. or Lynn Shelton, people that had kind of just jumped in and made it. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, my friend Sam and I were making a lot of things at the time. And I, I felt like I had, we were kind of like pushing each other. Like, uh, I, I almost felt like a lot of my creativity at that time was just like, uh, it was almost like we were testing each other in a weird way. Interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, like I'm down to make a feature. Are you down to make a feature? And he's like, well, I'm not, not uh, yeah, I'm not, yeah, not I'll fucking down make a feature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it kind of came, it was kind of born from this, like <laughs> this kind of competitive. It's, it's kind of funny how that made its way into the, your movie. Three sure. Yeah. And, 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 um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, for me, I, I think a lot of it was me trying to prove myself to myself. Yeah. I feel sure. like most of the things I do in my life are, born from some insecurity or another yeah where i'm like like, yeah i'm like i I, am i good can i do this am am i able to do this and then i'll i'll try to prove to myself like 
I mean, from a young age, I feel like that's, I'm now been, able to see that I've been operating uh, under that, under yeah, that guy's, yeah. Yeah. Under that guy's my whole life. And it makes, <laughs> it, it's like really, <laughs> well, at least you've broken through the clouds now. No, like, I know it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, but if it works as a motivator, now that you are like aware of it, it's, might, uh, well, it's weird because it? now that it's like ex- I've exposed it for myself, I'm kind of like, do I really want that to be the thing that's motivating all of my decisions? Like, yeah. Like some, some form of like just trying to prove myself to myself. Like at what point are you like, all right, you're fine. Yeah. You don't have to you think- prove. Like, do you really want your whole life to just be born out of this? Well, I feel like there's artists and definitely comedians who are afraid of being mentally okay like not you know at a, a such a peaceful level because they feel like they'll lose some of their creative edge or something you know what you're talking about like this thing to prove to yourself it sounds like you know it, it's it, weird because it, you can I, harness it it's as like a, i've started as i feel like i've like gone on you know like mood stabilizers and and done a lot more therapy and yeah i mean i've i've like started to get and just meditating a lot more and just feeling more even, I do feel a little bit less intensely driven to like, I don't know. Maybe that's, no, no, I, 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 I'm, I completely know what you're talking about stuff. There's, there's, there are films that I've written that I'm dying to get made, but I, I guess I'm like, I I can look back at my younger self and Mm -hmm. I would, do things more impulsively like sure okay it, it was like way more out of just me being scared. like survival mode almost yeah, like, it, totally. like it was water and you need you were like been in the desert yeah because i i remember um, what is that is that that's uh i'm gonna go ahead and say that's my fridge that's good <laughs> yeah it's just uh <laughs> so it's, it's it? just the lawnmower in my in my apartment <laughs> it's working hard it's working hard. there you go there we go rest easy my friend <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i i've noticed something diff- similar in that you know i have um I have a girlfriend now, so there's always just, there, you know, later at night or, you know, I'm going to restart that. Um, you know, when I was, a lot of times when I was single, I would just be at my place, maybe alone at night, and there would be nothing to do but write sure. or nothing to do but work. And it was the only escape, only way to feel connected. And now that you have someone that you love and you're around all the time, it's, you kind of, I find I have to find a different reason in a little bit to want to do it because i i feel companionship and don't feel like i need to go sit and write in order to feel connected to anything yeah do you find yourself getting i've been i've been i went over the past like month or two i've started playing this video game that i played when i was younger called counter-strike okay yeah and it's and at first i was like this is it was the one thing that I could do where I could like kind of turn off my brain and do nothing work focused. Yeah. It had nothing to do with work. And then I've just started noticing like, dude, this is, this is a massive waste of time. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what a waste of time, it, but I've no, I, I've started to like, I, I haven't. <laughs> it was all I was, realization. I was really able to enjoy it for a while. And then I, and then there was a day where I played it for like three hours and my girlfriend went out with her friend and came, and had like a whole day and then yeah. came back and I was still playing after repeatedly telling myself like, I'm only going to play one more game. I'm only going to play one more game. I'm only going to play one more yeah. game. It's like, you know, three or four hours later, she's like, dude, you can't, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you got to stop this. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm, I'm trying, I, I'm trying to figure out like, uh, 
a good balance between just like doing things that really have no external value other than just being to like, enjoy them. Yeah. Them just being fun. I, yeah. I mean, you've got, do you, I see you've got, yeah, I got a little Xbox sitting there. Do you play that a lot? No, but I, I play when new games come out that I really like. Are so you I, able to play it guilt free? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Depends. I just, yeah. I just, when a new game comes out, like, look, I've been waiting for red dead redemption too. Oh, which that is, looks really cool. Okay. So I already pre-ordered it. I haven't played a video game in probably, I haven't turned that console, console on and played probably, not even lying, almost like 10 months. Wow. Because I just haven't had a game that I want to like obsess over. Yeah. But I've already, I've been like coaxing myself for that when Red Dead comes out, I'm going to like, it's going to be okay. I'm giving myself permission are, are now to like, like obsess. Are, do you think you're going to spend days playing it? Yeah, I don't know. I might. I might Actually? I'm, Actually, yeah. Like, I, how are you gonna try to like moderate how much you play, or are you just gonna let yourself play it until you get bored of playing? I might uh, go in head first with it until I kind of get sick of it. Wow. Because I feel like that's the way to burn. I need to burn out on these kind of yeah, things, you know. Yeah. Like you play it until I'm like, Ugh, and I throw my controller wow. across the room, yeah. you know. Yeah. The moment I the mo the real moment on Counter Strike is when I was when I was playing and I'm trying to communicate with my team. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's 11. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, uh -oh. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm like, this, I was getting really into it. And then I'm just, I, I had a moment where I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's 11. Yeah. What? You're some kid's mom come in and like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Time for bed. Time like, for bed. Someone yeah. was like, I was like, do you want to play another game? They're like, I have school in the morning. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, my bedtime. I was like, what? Oh, okay. God. Time to reassess what purpose this serves in my life. Yeah. It's something, it's an interesting balance because I you know, I think you're super um, career uh, oriented and sure. likewise, and it's it's hard to give yourself permission to That's do something saying. that, yeah, it's just fun without any gain. I know. You know? And when I, when I encounter those things in my life, I'm like, oh, why haven't I been doing this all along? I'm going to do this for, like, I'll <laughs> give myself way too much permission to enjoy it. And, yeah. Like, and I then, deserve this. Yeah. And then I find myself like, wait, I, I've been doing this like for months. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a, there's like a level where it like stopped becoming fun. And now it feels like a yeah. weird, like, yeah. Yeah. Distracting from your own happiness. But it, yeah, man. Yeah. I guess it's, I guess balance is. <laughs> most things yeah but it's hard with those video games because they're literally designed to keep you in there i know when you get red dead redemption yeah. 2 can you call me i really want to play it with oh you. yeah get over here yeah i need some i think <laughs> it'll make, make me feel not as bad yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> we'll kind of talk about some projects yeah exactly right yeah. and yeah we'll do a little a couple of meisner exercises <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah just to get, get into it, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well maybe we're you know we're writing a western Project. Yeah, it's, it's research. Yeah, we're I wrote a, a low uh, budget western. We'll yeah. shoot it in like you know, t ten years down the line. Or ten something. years, but this is the uh, this is the beginning. Yeah, I shot a uh, paving the way. I wrote and directed a uh, a World War One short film. Yeah, um, and that was my permission to play Battlefield uh, uh, Battlefield Four when it came out like a, two years ago, and it was a World War One video game. Wow, and I would like nerd out and play that and. I definitely convinced myself for a little bit that it was helping me with my uh, film. I don't know if it did. Is it hard to produce uh, World War One? The hardest thing was getting um, 
like, the wardrobe and stuff for World War One. Yeah. Because World War Two, you can find just. Ev- how, how do you feel about it? How it came out? Yeah. I like it. I'm really? very happy with it. It's playing at the. Uh, the Imperial War Museum in London is playing it uh, this next month. That's amazing. Because um, it's, it's a cool story about... It's an, I came across this fact, basically, that um, almost 100,000 Jews fought for Germany in World War One, And I'm like, oh, that's just interesting. You know? Because, yeah, it, you know, it wasn't Nazi Germany yet. It was uh, Imperial Germany, and Jews were not heavily persecuted yet. And there were a lot of Jews that felt that Germany had um, uh, really their best interest in mind in World War One because there were Jews. You know, in Awaken Sing, there's the one character that talks about the 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 uh, the, Cos- the Cossacks or the uh, oh sure yeah, and it's, it was because there was all the uh, pogroms. The Russians were killing Jews, and the Germans were gonna um, liberate the Jews from Russia. So there was like it was like. Jews were very pro-Germany in World War One, which is just interesting that 20 you know years later it's a completely different story. So, um, my short film is kind of based. There's a Jewish German soldier, uh, which is one of the main characters. And something that scares me about doing any kind of period thing on a low budget, yeah, is just not being able to nail the authenticity that. And it feeling like I'm, uh, like my grasp is exceeding my reach. Sure. Did you feel any of that with it? I so. And how, lo- how did and you how did you make sure that the you ma- were like- only man I made sure was uh, location. So my whole location is in uh, in a forest. Yeah. So I have location. The forest forest looked the same as they did in 1918. Yeah. And then I have the wardrobe down to a T. And the weapons down. Wow. And then that was my only production cost to make it look uh, legit. You know, I didn't, I wasn't, uh, you know, I'd have production cars and cities. It was. Sure. So that, that was how I got around that. Cool. Just by putting it in the forest and just getting the uniforms and um, weapons. Were you trying to like match the dialect from back then? So that, uh, no, not really. Yeah. I did names. I made like old. You know, the names were old-fashioned. Did you feel confident in in speaking kind of the way you speak? Or, or I did. I, I didn't, uh, cool. yeah, I, I didn't focus too heavily on that. I mean, I didn't, uh, obviously they're not, you know, using like um, modern slang. But, but as far as like the actual diction and how it was written, I, it wasn't too heavy on, uh, I, I wasn't too concerned with maintaining mm-hmm. some idea of what they would have talked like yeah um i'm excited to see it yeah i'll send it to you love yeah yeah that's cool but uh yeah um let's talk about threesome three something yeah. three something sorry no no yeah yeah <laughs> it's Jeez. three something three something <laughs> dude it was so funny oh man i'm really glad dude i can't it. i'm like i'm not i'm like it was so funny and we i was dying laughing watching this that's thing. awesome i f- yeah i feel like you dig it i feel like it's your sense <laughs> yeah of- it's so funny <laughs> like i just love how it i mean do we care are we gonna can we talk story story is oh, yeah i don't really care okay um i love how it opens when it's just it just opens with with the pitch yeah you know yeah was there what was the inspiration for making this movie i think um I 
think there were multiple. I mean, one of them was just, I really wanted to make a movie. Another one was like, it's hard. It's hard to remember what was actually the inspiration. It, it wasn't sure. that I'm a threesome master because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess just the the like the idea of a threesome just kind of there's something so uncomfortable. Like it's one of those things where you're like you hear people brag about them, yeah, or like kind of whisper about them. But you never hear people. I, I had. I, I often don't hear people approach the subject that honestly, where they're like, because they're in order to have one, someone really, someone really needs to want to do it. Like there needs to be an instigator. Yeah. And I just that that really fascinates me that there's somebody that like, like putting the for project some together re- for some reason that yeah putting the th- someone's producing the three yeah exactly <laughs> and that that's that that's like filling something for them yeah like that that's doing that there's some part of themselves that's like really excited about that or like it, it like where does that come from why is that a thing that people really want to do like yeah. is it just for the novelty of it and yeah and so there, there there's something just interesting about that as like a, a way in and then as you know the movie is kind of about just how I don't know. I mean, I just I I feel like in a lot of my friendship with guys, there I I'm I'm not able to have friendships. I'm I have a hard time having friendships with guys that are like very alpha. Yeah. Cuz that I just have a I I feel like they're lying a lot of the time. Like they they're lying to themselves. They're I don't know, it's like well, they're they're putting something on. They're putting something on, and so I'm not able to tell like who they are. Yeah. That clearly behind what they're putting on. Yeah, there's a that, lack of honesty for there's sure. There's a lack of honesty. Yeah. So and and that's so I always feel kind of disconnected when I'm talking to somebody that's like speaking in a lower register or like <laughs> yeah or is just is just going towards topics that are sh- surefire points of. Like male connect, male some, which uh, yeah, like yeah, threesome would be sports them. or like fuck threesome or yeah, just th- things that are just generically broy, broy or masculine. Yeah, like did you see the game? And and I, there's something that I'm fascinated by about that. Just the things we go to that we know are are sure bets to connect safe with other and people. Yeah, yeah. safe. Yeah. yeah, and so I I. It's like these two friends really love each other, but they're not, or they really want to kind of connect with each other, and they're kind of using. They're they're really excited to invite their other friend to do this thing because they're like, this is, <laughs> <laughs> like they, this is their, like when she's like she's like, should I invite some friends? No, no, no. And, no. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, uh, I'm just gonna say it. What, yeah. I don't know what your line is specifically. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, so I think that was the impetus to 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 making it, and uh, I mean I I don't know was it it wasn't super th- it wasn't extremely calculated you know it was like yeah this is a good idea and then we like started putting the pieces together to make it, it. had some moment it just started yeah it wasn't something where we had it storyboarded out or okay been, or no it, so what, how much of it was no, scripted versus imp- improv I mean it was like. We had a whiteboard with lots of uh, note cards on it. Okay. And we, it was a cardboard, like, whiteboard thing. And we would just carry that around. And that really? was our script. Really? 
So it was much. it was mostly improv. Well, it was it was like very structured improv. And okay. Some, some of the scenes were written, and then some of it would be like we'd have kind of a general idea. We'd jump in, and then I would be like, "All right, I think this is like we'd know what part of the story needed to be served." Yeah. And then we would kind of refine it there, and then it would get refined again in the edit, and then sometimes we'd reshoot scenes. And that would kind of be like the writing process. To foot, like, okay, we need this to fit, to connect. Yeah, this and so that. we'd like do our best. We'd kind of stumble, sometimes we'd stumble through it on the day. Yeah. And then it would get kind of tighter in the edit. And then sometimes I'd be like, oh, well, this could be said a lot better. Or, or th- there, this okay. doesn't ring true. Or this, you know, there could be something, there could be an element added to this. And sometimes we'd go shoot more footage to fill in the holes or we'd reshoot total scenes once we kind of like knew what it was. Okay. That's uh, good. It's kind of like, sounds kind of like um, Curb Your Enthusiasm a little bit where they have kind of the, I don't know if they have kind of the arc of the show and character, but then they kind of get in there. Yeah, I think there was, it was like messier just because there were some scenes that were totally written out and then there was other there there were others where we kind of went about it in a Straight similar improv, way yeah. and it but it, and it it was less like oh and now we're going to production and now we're editing it was like it's kind of like all of it was happening it's kind of cool kind of at once it was great yeah yeah how long did you how long was the whole process i mean it kind of took place there there we shot for like 20 days but it, it took place over like six months okay so reshoots like, and edits yeah, we'd and shoot and then we'd, I'd edit it, and then we'd screen it, and people would be like, well, what's happening? I'd ask, the question that I was most interested in was like, when do you get bored? Okay. Like, when did you feel your attention uh, waning or going mm-hmm. to other things? And then I would kind of notice patterns, like, during this time, everybody else, A lot everybody, of people are yeah, everyone's checking out, or just even the energy in the room while like one of the most painful things for me is like sitting and watching my own work with other people around. Cause you feel the, the I can energy. feel when people start losing interest, like fidgeting or fidgeting, like, or, you know, or like they'll get up to go to the bathroom or just little things where yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm losing them here. Yeah. And then you're just like in this, what feels like a desert of, t- of time where you're going, you're like, <laughs> oh, you're like, oh God, I, why did I think this part was a good idea at all? Or That's like funny. you just are seeing it from a new angle where you're, maybe you were being insensitive about something or you like weren't, mm-hmm. you weren't considering all of the perspectives and you just kind of go like, oh man, you, you notice your own limitations in front of others. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's. I don't know. I think that's one of the hardest. I think that's one of the hardest parts about. Watch. Well, it's pretty cool. Doing this is like you just are. I, I don't know. Last night I saw a short that I made in college. Oh really? And it's like ruined my day. <laughs> it's just. I just don't like myself today. It's like cringy. I I'm like what I'm like. That's the best version of myself that. I I don't know. Like that's crazy, the best yeah. I could do at the time. Like yeah. It's it's like terrifying. I guess it, it's 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 less scary. It'd be scarier if you watched that maybe and thought, "Wow, I w- I'm great." Why? That would be awesome. Well, because you the only reason you're looking back on something and seeing it as cringy is because you've grown. That's hopefully your, your growth is the only way. The hopefully. fear is that I'm the same person I was seven years ago, and for some reason I'm just having like a burst of insight where I'm like, "Oh no, this oh, I'm is bad. who I am." I mean, the the fact that. 
you just might not like certain parts of yourself. And there are certain parts of yourself that are unchangeable. Yeah. And you're just stuck with the way you sound and the certain things about the way you look. Or I know. The yeah. way you try to come off to other people. You're, you're just stuck with certain things. <laughs> and like sometimes you'll have days where you're, I'll have days where I'm going, I just don't like this part of who I, the fabric of who I am. And I'll have to kind of find my way back of being like, well, this is kind of what you got. So yeah, <laughs> don't, try to make it work. Don't go play Counter Strike. Yeah, try to just get back into the. I don't know. Do you do? You, where is your self esteem at in your life? Right I mean, now? It, it varies. It swings. How was it today? Before I got here, where was your was? What was the general? It it, it, it was a little self esteem because I I, uh, I changed what we're doing the podcast right now. Got to try to set up down here, and I'm like moving the couch, and I couldn't get the things right, and I'm like I'm a fucking idiot. I can't. Why can't I get the? I was like, uh, he's gonna come over, and nothing's gonna be set up. Yeah. I was like, you know, I got one thing to do today. Really, is set this podcast up. I was driving here, and I was going, should I? Should I call and tell him I can't do it? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going, I just feel so bad about myself. Oh, God. I, was, I was like, I just feel like I'm, I'm just not, I'm just, I feel like not there. such an utter failure today. Yeah. And just, I just feel terrible. I, 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 I feel better about myself now. Uh, just because I'm not like in my head. In your head. Yeah. Having all these That's thoughts. what ruins it. It's always. Yeah. I was just driving here. My stomach was kind of wonky and I was like, man, I just don't, I just feel like I don't, I don't know, man. No. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get like this too with uh, like important phone calls huh. where I have to like call someone and I'm like, well, I got to make sure that I, I work out and I have coffee and I'm like my best self before I get on this phone call. And then wow. I, I kind of create this whole thing. I'm stressed for the hours leading up to the phone call. And then I call and it's like, you know, if no one's even going to notice, right. it's all in my head right. that I, I feel good or yeah, whatever it yeah, is, yeah. you know? I feel like I used to do that. And then enough rejection and failure happened in my life where then I started going the other way where I feel like I'm throwing the game before it starts. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like self-sabotaging as much as I possibly can so that, so that, <laughs> so that it's a good, good way to like do it. Like today, it's like I drank like three cups of coffee before coming, or I'm like, you yeah. know, just like doing things where it's like, dude, that's not going to help. It's not going to, yeah. And I'm like shooting myself in the foot, hoping that That'll take me. That's the excuse. You want something (laughs) something to lean on. You're like, well, it's because of that cup of coffee. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how much you get in your head. You know, it it reminds me of like, there's like people who talk about, in theater, people talk about like, there's like a disparity between um, when people, there's people come off stage and they feel like, oh, tonight I gave the best performance. And someone who's seen the play might not, usually don't even, can't even tell the difference. Yeah. A lot of times between how you feel about your performance and like how the actual result of it is. Sure. Um, it's just something similar in life where you feel like, you know, oh, I, I was good on that phone call or I was good in that meeting or not. And other people are thinking about themselves anyways. So they're not even totally, you know. I know. I wonder, I, that's something I wonder about a lot is like how, but then there must be some consistency because there, there are actors or artists or whoever that, just anybody really that like, there are people that are working more than other people or like have a higher batting average. Yeah. And that comes down to quality a lot of the time. And so, and, and you're aware, I mean, all you, 
you've got your self awareness is going to be at least partly accurate. Yeah. Which is a terrifying thing because because <laughs> when I make something that I'm not as proud of, I find myself checking in with other people and a, a lot most people will go, yeah, no, it was great. Here's why it was great. And then one person will say something where they're like, they'll confirm the what you're inst- afraid of. And I'm like, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Of course you all are going to say that <laughs> this works. Oh, and then, and then it's like, you feel so exposed. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but it's super cool that you, you opened up uh three something to people to watch. And like, that's how like, you know, big movies do it with, with studio, like, you know, test audiences and everything. Sure. I feel like a lot of, um, independent films, people don't do that where they kind of, you know, hold it tight like a, a newborn baby and, you know, so dear and they don't let anyone watch it until it's completely sure. done. Sure. I think it helped a lot that I had somebody else that was in the trenches with me. Okay. Yeah. Sam and I, it was like, it was very much our project yeah. and we we're both willing to, to go down with the ship. And so to just have another person that you were like, we're going to, we're going to weather these blows together. And oftentimes when people would leave after the screenings, we would both like, we'd go walk around the neighborhood and we'd talk about how brutal certain parts were. Okay. Or how much things worked. Yeah. You know, and to be going through that process with another person where you were able to reality check. Sure. Like, yeah, that isn't like, we're on the same page that that is not working. Or it would be like, I really didn't think that I didn't think that part was working. And then, you know, they'd be like, or Sam would be like that. That was my favorite part tonight. Yeah. And then you'd go, okay, maybe I'm, I'm being hard on myself. A lot of it is like a lot of, I feel like a lot of life is like trying to just get clarity as to like, what's actually going on. <laughs> what's what reality? Is, what is reality? Yeah. What is reality? I mean, everyone's reality is just through their own lens. That's what makes it so complicated. Yeah, and and it's yeah, and it's like how how much of this is reality, and how much of this is me just having a good day or me having a bad day? Yeah, like what it what's what you know? I know it's 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 scary sometimes how much like my if I'm having a good day or bad day, and I I'm trying to, and and you know, take this more into my own control, but how much of it still relies on like outside news? Sure. You know, like someone will call me and I'll get like an opportunity and all of a sudden I'm feeling so good about myself, you know, vice versa, where I haven't heard anything in a while. And it's just like, it's just, it's, it's almost comical how much you get in your head about things out of your control. Yeah. Um, Yeah. One of my, uh, one line that just has stuck in my head from three something is (laughs) when Sam is like, like, I love you. And you're like, I love you too, man. And he's like, why can't you just say it without the man? Sure. Like that is so, to me that like, I feel like I connected with that pretty deeply because yeah. I've, I've had that kind of, where you're like, I love you too, man. Like that man does I, separate it, you. I know it, it like apologizes for it. Yeah. It's like, it's just kind of funny. You're no longer saying. saying I love you. You're, you're going like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're not really, are you? <laughs> you're going like. Yeah, you're my buddy too. Like, yeah, we're cool. Yeah, it's like your too, your, your voice definitely goes up an octave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause it's like the the difference is going. I love you. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, like, it's dad's low. Well, cause all of a sudden it becomes like 
I don't know. Is it like, or is it romantic now? Like, are, are we entering that <laughs> realm? And it's, yeah, I think it, I think it's, I think we add the man or we like, we, we moderate it and make it sound funny. Like I love you. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or even when, I don't know when, my, when I, when my girlfriend leaves every day, it's like, love you, love you. Like, yeah. It's so throwaway. Sure. Very rarely are you going, I love you. Like we're like are heart you, to heart. Are you actually communicating the feeling of love to yeah. the other person? Um, Instead of just like a reassurance. Like, yeah. It just, it just becomes like a, like there, there's something almost too tender about really telling another person you love them, especially a friend. Another, yeah. Uh, I think between men that identify firmly as being straight men, it's kind of this like, whoa, whoa, we can't, we can't go into the yeah, love. Totally. What, are, what are you doing? Like, yeah, don't say that's weird, dude. No, yeah. You know, yeah. And I don't know. And for, for me, like having friendships where it's like, it doesn't it really doesn't matter what we are. It's, it's like, I want to just have a, <laughs> I appreciate when the when the when the communication is as as connected to the feeling underneath it as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, but with that, with that, yeah, that's that is a really that that's a funny scene, man. It's a really funny scene. It really stuck with me. It's it's made our my friendship with Sam interesting because now we're both really aware aware of, of the man of the, the man. Yeah, he lives in New York now, and so sometimes. Sometimes one of us will th- like will tell the other one that we love them, and it's it's like uh, it's <laughs> so. And if we haven't talked for a little while, it'll feel like sometimes too much. It'll yeah. Like, Why are you telling me that you love me? Or I'll tell him that I love him, and all of a sudden I'm like, am I being weird? Why am I? <laughs> why am I? Why am I saying? Yeah. Like, do, why? Why am I? That's so intense. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm being too intense or something. <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> I mean when's the last time you told another like one of your friends like I love you I love you I mean probably I have a couple friends where, where the, the love that's is cool. there but there's definitely you're not I, saying it that often no you're not saying it that often and there definitely is the the time where like I've said we've had the real I love you and then sometimes it just doesn't feel it feels too intense to throw sure. that in. sometimes you're just like love you man or like yeah, yeah. sometimes or like you know, you were just hanging out a little bit, and you weren't. You're kind of on different pages, connecting wise. I think if when I leave today, I go, I love you, Jacob. You'll go like, dude, why do you have to like that? It'll you'll get a weird rush of of awkward energy because you'll be like, why did he say he loves me when he left? Like that would be crazy. Like that is a crazy man. Like you, because we haven't seen each other in a while. But if we had been like hanging out every day and like making a bunch of stuff together and kind of like having each other's backs, yeah. And we had like one of us had had a tough day that helped the other one out. And I was like, I love you. Yeah. I get, even me saying that now <laughs> makes me cringe a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. Makes your shoulders come up. Yeah, it does. It's funny. It's what a funny thing. I guess that's the, that's what three something is about is this weird feeling of like of navigating intimacy. Yes. Yeah. It's like how. How can you be intimate with other people in a way that goes beyond the mechanical of just like going through the motions of having sex or yeah. going through the motions of having a friendship, going through the motions of getting engaged. Right. It's like, what does it mean to actually have 
that space of the unknown and be navigating that. Yeah. And that, I think that comes through fruition at the, at that last scene. That, yeah. That long does. take. Where yeah. It's like, Whoa, like where people are really willing to kind of navigate this unknown, weird, no man's land. Yeah. That doesn't have any name. You yeah. Know? There's no name, but yeah. it's just like, Oh no. Like, how <laughs> no. are we going to, yeah. Well, there were so many things too in three something. I feel like you, you did what you did really well in it. Um, was you there was all these really unexpected turns for me watching it where I was like, oh, I am 100% positive that I know what's going to happen next. And then it would just kind of flip. Oh, that's awesome. Like like one moment, like there's a couple moments, but one moment for sure was when um, Sam's character revealed his mommy fantasy. Sure, sure. And you're thinking, <laughs> oh man, this is, this is bad. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, so, yeah. so bad. <laughs> and like, it's not. And like that was like that's insane to me that you know you could have something in life where you have like some weird ideas and you think no one's gonna connect but someone might. Yeah. And like that was, I don't know. Yeah, that, that I, I love that moment though. Yeah, the conversation I was having with myself today driving here was going, how much do I want to talk about how I'm actually feeling today, and how much do I just want to put that aside and just focus on the content of our conversation. Like the business of it. The business of it. And, and also just the, the, just keeping it a little bit lighter with like, cause there is a, there is a selfish element I find to being like, here's how I'm feeling today. Cause then all of a sudden it'd be, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. What are your thoughts on that? Like at what point do you think, do you think like, does it, does it, do you think it can enhance a conversation to, add in like by the way here's some context as to where i'm at just as a person today and when does that kind of yeah i don't know i think it's i'm not 100 percent sure but i think i feel like it's you're self-aware that you're like why would anyone care how i feel like that's kind of how i feel but it kind of when you're you know listening to somebody or you kind of do care (laughs) where they're coming from in a way so i'm wondering like what level is just like you can't get out of your own way to think that like there's like a sense of like, you know, yeah, I'm not, you know, what does my opinion matter? Or what does my sure. emotions matter? But I think they do. Well, it's so weird that we're, we're all having some version of a day every day. Yeah. And we all know in our heart of hearts, like, is, is it whether the day is kind of going according to plan or not, but it's something we keep so close to our chest most of the time where mm-hmm. we're not really, we're kind of like avoidant around how it's actually like in, in most podcasts I've ever listened to, I'm, I'm never hearing, I'm not, I'm often not hearing people go like, I'm not having a good day today or just in life. Yeah, in life. Everyone always says, how you doing? Good. Yeah. It's yeah. Unless, always. They're, unless they're like close, a close friend friends. or something, but th- I feel like there's like, we have a lot of shame around. Totally. Around like not feeling great. Wait, look at everyone's or, Instagrams. Yeah, or like not feeling, not we, we're not okay to just going like, yeah, not. Yeah, because there's also there's also a weird. I'm sometimes skeptical about why I'm sharing that I'm not great because there's there's like a weird thing where it's like, are you are you like uh, peacocking your uh, your ability to be 
emotionally vulnerable. Vulnerable, interesting. Get, like, <laughs> yeah, like you know, some bright boy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like, like, look how willing I am. You're like, oh, look, honestly, I'm an honest guy. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it just becomes another form. Another of, ego thing. Totally, God, yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, I guess it just depends. Like, you know, most people you, like, interact with on a daily basis, like someone you're who's working a counter at a restaurant or something, when they ask, like, how you are, you're just going to say good because you don't want to... Have you, you experimented with being candid? I don't know, not too much. Really? Have you? Have you been like, honestly, not it, that it, great. It does, uh, yeah, I just feel like it. There's that's not the point of the interaction. No. And and it doesn't... It, it, it generally feels like you're just, like, dumping on the other person. Yeah. At Trader Joe's, sometimes I'll get my groceries and then I'll try to have like, cause they have cooked you. They have conversations with yeah, you. Yeah, and I'll, you know? I'll try to be like, you know, I'm kind of at this place and it just kind of falls flat. It's like, cool. All right. Uh, well, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like there's, there's well, nothing to really do. You're not about to dive in and get process there, yeah. it. So it's kind of just like, good, good. It's okay, like about cool. like keeping right. the beach ball, like bouncing totally. in the air, That's you know, a, like don't I let, don't let the ball drop. Right, right, right. And then when you're like, I'm not doing well. It's kind of like a little kid that like just pooped their pants. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, shit, now we got to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I got my own problems, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so how are you doing? I'm doing good right now. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I was going to say, well, we're talking, like I, it makes me think, I, I'm, I'm often trying to, consider my own motives about things like why like why am i bringing i don't know like why am i bringing certain things up i i I feel like i question what i do a lot yeah to a fault sometimes Mm -hmm. where i'm like over questioning but i i don't know i i i think it's important to do yeah so much of what we do is we're just driven by habit and what we're expected to do and I kind of like going off the rails a little bit and going like, whoa, this is, we don't know how to navigate this subject or this thing. I, 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 I like having conversations I haven't had before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it actually makes you feel in the moment out of your head. Sure. I feel like when you're talking, when you're just kind of doing like the, we are talking before, like the bro conversation, like you watch the game, like see her tits, whatever. Like, yeah, I just, I'm in my head while I'm having those conversations kind of. Yeah, because you're really kind engaging of on autopilot. You're yeah, like, autopilot. You can guess the next thing that's going to come up. Yeah. Yeah, but being like, I feel like that's why I like acting so much too, is that it totally gets you like out of your head in a way. When you're, I, remember I was doing the play um, True West. Uh, I saw you are doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's like an hour and a half and character... I don't leave the stage. And you were doing both parts. Yeah, we were too. flipping the parts. That's amazing. So, but you don't leave the stage for the entire time. So, like, right before it starts, it's like a roller coaster. You're like, I'm about to go out there and, like, be out. Like, once it starts, there's no stopping it. It's yeah. like a, uh, but it, you'd almost like, I would have a couple times where you almost like black out. Mm. Like, where it's just like this, you know, there'd be different performances where you're maybe in your head at certain points or like, but you'd be doing the performance and all of a sudden I'd like come into my head and I'm like, whoa, we're already here. Mm. You know what I mean? Or like, whoa, we're already in scene five. Sure. And it like, that is like such a great feeling. How did that come about that play? Uh, I was doing scenes with it with a buddy of mine, Drake Shannon uh, at the Beverly Hills Playhouse. 
And basically how the Beverly Hills Playhouse works is you just bring in scenes and then you get critiqued on them by the director teacher. Uh, so we had the idea was like, well, let's bring in like one scene after another of this play True West that we really liked. And then at the end of like, uh, you know, a certain period of time, we'll have the whole play rehearsed and then be able to perform it somewhere. Um, so we, we did like four scenes in class and then kind of, I think we, we both had different um, obligations and ended up leaving class. But then we came back to it like a year later and we're like, let's rehearse and put on True West because we both had a passion for it. And we just rehearsed it and we actually opened it in Boise where he's from uh, and had connections to a theater there that uh, was like this great beautiful theater in the Morrison Center that like put it on for us. How long did you do it there? We did it there for about a, we had like a, we just had a week run there. Cool. And then we brought it, we wanted to bring it to LA and we did it at the complex here, which were great to work with. Um, uh, just rented a theater and just did it. You know, did, did you, so you went out of pocket for all of it? Yeah. Out of pocket for all of it. And then did you make the money back? Made some money back. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah. it's, you know, it, it's a, it's a losing money endeavor, but it was an awesome experience. That's cool. You know, we made, we were able to make, in Boise, we were able to make some cool money because we, um, we didn't have a set ticket price. We just said donation. And that worked out so much better than here. We did like $5, $10 tickets. I can't remember, but you, you know, we ended up making so much more money doing the just donation. Cause there would be, you know, bunch of like you know old ladies that would come and write like fifty dollar checks or something or you know it was like it would really make up for like sure, sure. Uh, you're like oh wow <laughs> um but that was awesome i would i would love to do we want to do true west again i mean it's it's, it's a, a cool great play. play it's a great play every time we see that it's being done somewhere we're like ah because i think they're just they're gonna do it in um i think they're just did it or about to do it in london and um I think they might be bringing it back to Broadway. Huh. Yeah, it's awesome play. Are you still producing stuff? Yes. Uh, nothing shot in a while that I produced, but I just got the, not just, I've had him for a year now. I got the life rights to uh, this guy named Richard Davis, who invented the bulletproof vest. And he's got a really cool story. Wow. So he was a pizza delivery guy in Detroit in 1969. And the day after the moon landing, he was shot twice on delivery what and in this hospital bed he's like there's gotta be something that can stop bullets <laughs> he was inspired by the moon landing yeah he, he was, was like, like if they can land on yeah the moon. yeah they can land on the moon we can stop some bullets um so he got the first patent to create the first soft concealable vest and uh when he first came out with it um People didn't want to wear it. They were there was a couple reasons. People thought that either the it could stop the bullet, but that the impact force oh, would I smash your insides. And there was a huge thing going on where cops didn't want to wear it because they thought it was not manly to hide something Whoa. under your shirt. So that so for the first like five years of his sales, this main his main purchasers, the main buyers were uh, wives and mothers of police officers. Who were buying? I'm buying it for <laughs> the cops because the cops were too macho to buy I this love thing. That. Uh, but so then, to, but the coolest part of the story is that to prove it worked, he toured around the country and he shot himself over 200 times. Did how did he die by it? Ultimately? No, he's still alive. Oh, is he still around? Yeah, he shot him. He would shoot himself. Yeah, um, I met the guy. Flew out to Michigan where he lives and met him. And uh, yeah, 
for the sake of this project. Yeah, for the sake of this project. Option is life rights, and now just working on. Are you writing it? I am writing it. Yeah. Wow. I've kind of been going through some drafts, and now just trying to develop the project and get it kind of going. But uh, that's kind of been uh, what I've been trying to sink my teeth into, project-wise. Kind of the opposite of, well, not the opposite, but like I wish it was I could just go like shoot it. But I'm trying to get money behind this thing. Sure. Um, which is, you know, first time I've ever really done that. How's it going? It's going. I mean, we're, I'm still in the development phase. Like, I just got a, now I got a sweet lookbook and a sizzle. I'm really, ex- I, I want to dive into talking with you about that. I don't know, you probably can't be 100% candid about it <laughs> while we're recording this for other people's listening, but I want to get into the I probably could be. Really? I mean, I, I don't know what you're about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> It's like so. So like, how do your dark secrets factor into the, <laughs> that time you killed the guy? Yeah. Oh, don't tell. Don't talk about Aren't that. Are you worried? That yeah. Everyone's gonna find the body. Are you worried that you're bring, doing a story about guns and they're gonna re- yeah. realize that you're that guy with the gun? Um. Yeah, we can talk about that. I don't even know what I would. I, do you, yeah, I actually, I think, I think my hesitancy to talk about it on here would be to, to be candid about how little I know about that part of the process. Oh, <laughs> oh, fair, yeah. yeah. Like for my own, for my own self preservation I mean, yeah, my, you know, my, um, the advice I've gotten, because I have, um, I have some family that are in the film industry producers and produce independent projects. And, uh, what I've been told <laughs> is that, uh, you know, stars are what fi- find sure. financing. So you attach a an actor, and from that, that's how you get your money. Because if you have a, a name actor attached to your project, you immediately have foreign sales, and you immediately have it, it. Immediately is gonna, it's it's something that people feel a lot safer investing into. Um, so my goal right now is to get this project to a point where I can. And, you know, it's a, I think it's an important story and it's a guy, it's an American story about a guy who's because of what he's done, it saved thousands of people's lives. And so it's to get somebody, a name interested in playing that part. And he's like a very charismatic, cool guy. So if I can get, that is the pitch. I think James Morsini might be, you know, James Morsini might be perfect. Is I, he, avi- is he available? I don't know. He's pretty, he's, he's, he's got like, he's been on like 20 TV shows I now. Really? I feel really weird. <laughs> yeah, like, I I, so can we delete? <laughs> yeah, <let's, laughs> I immediately regret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you get someone like James Moore senior, oh, <laughs> you know, someone like that attached, who then you know wants to put a couple million of their own money in, and then we're good to go. The reason I think I'm uncomfortable with that joke is because I'm 100 percent serious. <laughs> There's a part of me going, I hope he thinks about me for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll think about it. Thinking's there. Does beg- you can find money. Begging is probably not gonna work in my favor, right? Begging might you know what you know what money helps, I feel like. Money always helps with yeah, this thing. Yeah, yeah. If you're like, please, please put me in the role, uh, I have give you two million. That, I think that gets you a lot of things in Hollywood. What about if somebody really bad is like, I'll finance the whole thing. Would you do it? I don't know. They're yeah. very, very, they, they are just the worst. Like, actor. like, like not an actual actor. They're it's just like worse than that. 
<laughs> just it's, it's like it's like a good actor playing someone who's a bad actor. Like that's how good a bad bad actor. Yeah, is. yeah. But they're gonna finance the whole movie, and it's like, you know, you you get to keep a hundred percent of the back end. It's like a it's a really sweet deal, but that's the only caveat. I don't think so. You're not gonna do it. I don't think so. I don't. I I don't know the the point. I feel like it would be two years of waste. Yeah. If you <laughs> you know, no one's gonna see it. I think it would be it would be a bad tarnish on my name. I, have, I was thinking like you have a, to figure out a way to spin it. Like you have to justify why they're acting so weird. Like this is the character. This is yeah, Richard yeah. Davis. Like you give them like a really traumatic event up top, and so they're just they're just like figuring out how to be a person for the rest of the. Well, film. he shoots himself and like it, it like bounces off his vest and hits his head. There you go. A little bit, and now he's just a little. And you can't say anything because you know that's not. What are you saying? Something against <laughs> someone with a head injury? Like there you go. Yeah, that's your way in. That's my way in. Okay, so we'll... or you just have it all be like super wide shots, like <laughs> yeah. it's like this stylistic thing. It's just always like it's like always like a peeping tom shots, like over like a <laughs> fence, like around yeah, yeah, a corner. Yeah. You you do ADR on all of his lines. And you're like, yeah, yeah, no. It's like you'd have to figure out a way to convince him that that was. Like it's like an old fashioned movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You have him in intense prosthetics the whole so his face barely moves. Like you'd have to have him sustain it. Yeah, an injury up top. Injury you, up top, yeah. You cover his whole face. <laughs> yeah. And then you just do ADR the whole movie. And then we get and like you get your you get your movie finance for five million dollars. This person's acting actually does. They're just basically a stand-in. A stand-in. We get we get someone else to do the ADR. We do his ADR, and we're like, well, we're gonna go a different direction creatively. And then we get James Marcini to do the voice <laughs> of this like paper mache man <laughs> shooting himself. I think I think we got a winner. I don't it's know. something. That sounds like a good movie. It sounds like you explain this to someone. They're like, "This, I gotta see that." I'm interested in watching it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's is your brain going? What else can we talk about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where does this lead from here? Yeah. I don't know. My it, throughout throughout, I'm my, I'm kind of cycling. I'm going like, all right, we could talk about. <laughs> I'm putting the hat on. Yeah, think your hat on. Just put a hat on. Let's put a hat on. Now I feel like serious and artistic. This is the moment that people are like, "Okay, I'm not. This isn't going." This is where we sell an ad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casper mattresses. Uh, Do you think if if this podcast gets big enough, do you think you're gonna start doing ads? Yeah, I'd I'd do ads, man. At the beginning, like, uh, you know, like there's certain podcasts where they splice them in in between. I like at the beginning because you can skip over it. Yeah. When they splice them in, you're like, oh, you tricky little. Yeah, now I hate you caught that. me. You caught me. Like, you know what podcast I love is um, Off Camera with Sam Jones. I really like that one. Uh, but he splices the ads in. But he's they're short. A, he's got such a gentle voice. I know. That it almost feels like he's like going, I'm, I'm sorry that I have to do this. Yeah. It's like, sorry, but if you go to tax.com. Yeah, yeah. You know who was just on there? It was great. It was uh, Javier Bardem. I want to listen to that. He, one. Listened, he gave a great, great. Uh, um, interview. Is that what you <laughs> That's what it? that word is, right? I was going to say a great, great podcast. He gave, <laughs> he gave, it. He gave a great podcast. That guy. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So how can everyone see three something? What's the easiest way for they can watch it on iTunes. They can watch it on Amazon. 
search three something. Yeah. And then it'll come. It's up. there. It's so I I'm I can't like I sound like I'm just like gushing or something, but it it was so funny. Thanks, man. Like it, it was like there was I was genuinely cracking up loud. Like I'm really I was excited laughing really loud. There was a. Uh, yeah, there was the the other twist to me was, as we're just revealing, but uh, that you guys actually got married. Oh yeah. Because I was like, oh for sure now, it's gonna come to fruition that like this happened between them, you know, yeah. and it, it that doesn't either. I know. Yeah. I, I, I. Yeah. The thing I was trying to play with, I don't want. I don't want to say too much about it because I want people to watch it. Yeah. To watch it. Yeah. But. Um, I don't know why we made that. I, I I think it was a matter of like, even when crazy stuff happens in your life, you still have like, you're still kind of going through the motions and like living out the decisions you made of yesterday. Yeah. Like if we decided to get married yesterday, whether or not it was a good idea, like you're still going to have to face that decision. It's still, yeah. Thing yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That mommy scene, that was... I'm so excited for... that. That's my favorite part for people to watch. Yeah. And and uh, I it, it, it tells me a lot about the person, how they felt about that scene. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's the one part of the movie where like it kind of goes off the rails. Yeah. And it's not super clear when it's coming back. Yeah. And it kind of like lets go of your hand for... The film kind of lets go of your hand for a second, where it's like... Okay, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you you got yeah. this far. Yeah, you got this far. Now we're going to go off the rails. Um, so I, I like hearing people's reaction to that. Yeah, it's funny. I think everyone will have it. Everyone will have a reaction. For sure. To, to that. <laughs> I mean, really hard not to. So what, what, what are you working on uh, next? I have what? a movie that I'm trying to put together um, that's about uh, kind of transactional friendships and and uh, kind of navigating, uh, navigating like your ambition and how much of yourself you're willing to give up in order to get to to get the things you want. Oh, wow, that's kind of we were kind of touching on that. Yeah, like how much are you willing to? How much shit are you willing to take in order to get the things you want? And like, when is that worth it? Like, yeah, at what point do you go like? Now my integrity matters more than that, than this that, thing that I could get. Yeah, and I think we all have experiences of like really towing that line <clears> or going <throat> over it and it feeling bad and stepping back from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's another really small film that I am gonna make uh, a little bit more traditionally. Um, traditionally meaning more scripted or or well, or shoot just, and then edit, kind of. Well, I I still really like being able to shoot it and then having being able to go back and okay. and shoot more just cause I think you learn a lot from the edit and I find myself in every project I do going like, Oh man, like weeks later going, Oh man, it'd be really nice to have this other. Yeah. And I, you can, it's yeah. like when you, when you leave an audition, you're like, ah, I should have done it like that. No. I, and I think you just, you gain a lot more like the movie's So it's a different movie when you have it in the can and you have a rough cut. You're like, Oh, this is the film. This, yeah. And so then you're shooting toward that end as opposed yeah, okay. to, I don't know. So I, I always yeah, want to, yeah. that, that's something I, I hope to figure out a way to do for everything I make. 
is to be able to have days at the end of it where we can go back and shoot go back yeah yeah kind of kind of get some separation from it and see it for what it is totally yeah yeah and you're able to kind of patch things up or figure out ways to heighten things further okay that's cool you know yeah so we're and did i see that you're doing like a um Coming of age, like Goodfellas. Yeah, what's that? What's so that that's one? a movie that's going to take a little bit more money. So okay, that, I think that'll probably be the one after this one. Okay, unless one of your listeners is like, "That's awesome." But when I was a kid, I was really obsessed with mafia movies. Yeah, and I wore when I was like thirteen or fourteen. I would wear suits to school. That's awesome. And I and I sold pot at my school, and I I made a bunch of money in a I suit. Would, in a it, suit, yeah, I would yeah. kind of talk in this affected way where I where I kind of I. I talk. I spoke in the way that people from like The Sopranos and Goodfellas would talk. Okay. Just because I didn't know who I was, and I was, yeah. I had horrible acne, and I just felt so unsure of myself that I was like, "Oh, this is, this is kind of who I am," you know. And and uh, so the movie feels the movie kind of is from this really insecure place. It tracks that insecurity the same way of like an eighth grade, where it it is hypersensitive. Mm-hmm. But the movie is narrated by this kid who's trying to be this other thing. You okay, know? wow. So you're kind of, it, it, it has the sensibility and hypersensitivity of an eighth grade. Yeah. And then has the narrative structure of like this, like, of like Goodfellas. It's like, of this kid. guy that's got it all together. Yeah, this kid trying to make it through high school. And then it starts to fall apart near the end. Okay. You realize, like, oh, this kid. Like, and he's having to face who he actually is. He actually is, yeah. You know, where it's like he's not a gangster. He's a kid who, who needs some help from his mom. Yeah. You know. That's, I like that. And that movie's called Acne. Acne? And I need like a million dollars to make it. Seven. I think I can make it between 500 and a million. So I'm figuring out how to do that. Cause yeah, I how to get no, that money. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah. I think you just, maybe you go start walking around in a suit and talking like you're in Goodfellas and uh, get maybe, money from people. Maybe that's the move. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really cool though because I, I feel like a lot of people connect with that too. Especially when you're young, movies have so much influence. I know. On you like, unbelievable. When I, and even so, even so, when I see movies, I'm often like, Oh, I need to be more like that person. <laughs> yeah, like, he got it right. <laughs> I saw I saw First Man this week, and I was like, you know what? I think if I was more like Ryan Gosling, it's like, I'd, I'd, I think if I like didn't talk. Yeah, I need to be quieter and calmer, and a little bit more mysterious, and that'll help. And that, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend always jokes about like when we like when I when we saw Whiplash together. Yeah. I was. All for the next week, I was like super focused on my work. Oh yeah, dude, that that influenced me. That I just—it's so funny how how quickly we're willing to just aban- how willing we are to abandon jump in something. Well, like that, who we are and just be willing to go to some other thing that like seems to be working. It's, that's what makes you a good actor, though. It's that I feel like the, yeah. the the idea that like that's fun and feels good to sure. do that is like how you're able to jump into a character. Yeah, I think I think so, but I I I think you got to be really aware of like what that character or that person in the story how they're coping with their insecurities. I yeah. think when you tap into that, interesting, is when it feels really alive. Re- yeah, because you're, you're go- when you are just playing your idea of the thing, they that thing they, doesn't have any insecurities. Be- right, they become kind of cardboard. But if you're yeah. if you're if you're kind of questioning yourself. 
in the story and then are making decisions to cover up those questions. I mean, I, that's a cool, in, that's a cool way into a character, but but thinking about their insecurities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how they act, how they like overcompensate. It sounds, it sounds really good. I definitely wanted to start. Doing that. <laughs> yeah. It sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, it sounds like better than thinking about like, yeah, it's yeah. funny. I feel like talking about acting and then when it, when you're actually doing it, it's way two different things. I, I feel like I can, I, I feel like the way I talk about acting, it, it sounds, I, I like it a lot more than. Well, there's, there's a thing with me where like, I, I want to get, you know, very theoretical with it and think all these things. And then I get to set and like, they like, they're like, Oh yeah, we're changing these lines and this changed. And like, all of a sudden you're just like all this stuff like you tried to plan almost right. doesn't, it can't carry. And then it's weird. Anything you did plan feels so weird. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, like, you, you're like all the great ideas that you're trying out or whatever. It. I often like a lot of the work that I'll see that I did a few years ago. I'm, it's so transparent. The things that I thought were good, like, Oh, this is a really good idea. Or that, yeah. Like I'm so not, you know, I'm able to see how not present I was. Yeah. So interesting. It's a tricky one. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll figure it out. We'll get there. We'll get there. So we'll, we'll, we'll do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Once we're on the other side. Once we're on the other side, the mics will be better set up. Everybody. Yeah, we'll be 80. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just have to think, and then we'll, the, our voices. You know, we won't have to actually move our mouths. That's energy. You know? I know. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> I want to do another one. Let's try it. If we both make it to 80... Got to do a podcast at Let's 80. Let's do a podcast All right. together. I can't reach your pinky, but we're pinky swearing. I'm going to hold you to this. All right, I'm holding you. I'm going to put an iCal. I'm putting an iCal reminder in my phone. <laughs> wonder, what year will it be? How far Two. down the line can you actually? I'm going to. Yeah, how far down the line can you put something actually? In? Here, can you, can you do that? <laughs> That's so funny. What, what will it be? 29, 2098? No, no, no. What? Let's see, 2018. Uh, that's going to be so alarming. Okay, I can get to 2020 here. All right, I'm at, what, what is that? So 20, 52 years for me. Oh, that's not bad. All right, so 20, what is it, 2070, 2078. I'm on 2078. That sounds scary then. 52 years, I'm going to be October 15th. Okay, October 15th, 2078. We're both gonna get an iCal reminder. <laughs> do podcast. Oh god. Do podcast. It's not actually allowing you to do it right now, are you? Yes, it is. Are you serious? Yeah, it is. Jan. It, we're doing it October fifteenth. Wow! Look at this. This is gonna be great. Do wow, I'm gonna start. Can... I'm gonna do this with way more. I just want to start planning yeah. stuff. This is insane. That you podcast. can go. You can go this far into the future on the iCal. <laughs> Never knew what's, this. What's weird is that we're probably going to get this alert. Like, yeah, because it's going to be saved. Things would have to fall apart in society, or Apple would have to crumble. Okay. What year is it? 2078? 2078. Are you, are you free October 15th, 2078? <laughs> I think I might have a lunch, but I, I might be able to wait, push wait, it. You said October what? Yeah. You, do you think you'll still have the same email address? down the line i think so if we still have email like grodnik that. one yeah i think <laughs> you'll always you'll just stay grodnik okay. I, I, you know you know i don't know who has grodnik at gmail you've never tried hitting them up i should just gotta email them 
What does seven fifteen p.m. work for you on October fifteenth, twenty sixty-eight? That might almost be a little late at that. It might age. be a little. I think we gotta do like a yeah, early bird special. Yeah, yeah, later. yeah. yeah. Five fifteen. Okay, fair. Five fifteen. Okay. Do you want to? Where will you live then? <laughs> I'm gonna put the location. Um, let's. What should we say? Which I, I, I guess LA is the best. I'm bet. sending you an iCal invite for this. I got it. Five fifteen we'll p.m. Stay. James Morosini. There you go, dude. That is so funny. Wow. I'm so glad we figured that out. Okay, it's it's in there. Oh, <laughs> is it? I got your invite. <laughs> Are you gonna accept it? <laughs> Where did it go? Oh, invitation. Oh, did it? I don't mind. I don't know if mine actually worked. Uh, yeah, I said yes. Do podcast. Okay. That is awesome. There we go. Well. Audience, look I've, forward to that. I've never put that done, in your calendars. Yeah, I've never done that before. No, I didn't. I, no I didn't even think about do, ever doing that. That's so weird. Um. All right. Well, I'll see. I'll see you then. I'll see you at twenty seventy-eight. Twenty. Oh, oh. Oh, you're doing. T- Am I wrong? Did I say it wrong? Yeah, dude, you're gonna be like ten years too late. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm talking twenty sixty-eight. Oh, twenty sixty-eight. Do okay. I have it right? Yeah, you got it right. Okay, twenty sixty-eight. I'll that, see you then. That'll be awkward if I show up. Ten, ten years early? Yeah. That's a little that's a little worse than showing up ten minutes early. All right. All right. This was fun. This was great. I'll see thanks, you then. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. Thanks, James. Thanks. Peace. If you liked this episode of The Take, please give it a good review on iTunes and subscribe. Thanks so much.